Listener Production. In today's briefing, what is going on at Hillsong? Yeah, the scandals at Australia's most famous megachurch have escalated to the point where its founder and global leader, Brian Houston, resigned for good last week. This comes after he'd already stepped down temporarily in January to fight charges relating to his father's sex crimes. Yeah, and that came off the back of the Carl Lentz scandal. He was that US celebrity pastor who was stood down for having an affair. In today's briefing, we speak to the Aussie journo who broke the news on the Houston incidents. I think that the figure of Brian Houston is so vital. There is a betrayal. I think that the path is not necessarily up or sideways, but down. It's Tuesday, the 29th of March. I'm Tom Tilley, joined by Katrina Blowers. Before we get to Hillsong, here are the big stories of today. Evacuated again. Residents in parts of the New South Wales Northern Rivers were told to leave last night. There are fears the latest deluge will bring on yet more inundation and life-threatening flash flooding. Everyone's exhausted at the moment from four weeks of cleaning up and uh, now to be hit with the, the latest flood warnings is pretty devastating. Just unbelievable. That's the Lismore Mayor Stephen Grigg on Channel 10 there. North Lismore, areas of South Lismore and low-lying parts of Kyogle were told to evacuate last night. The rainfall set to peak in Lismore later today. Six hourly totals could be up to 140 millimetres or even 200 millimetres in some parts of the coastal areas and ranges. Yeah, I guess it's so saturated already, so there's just nowhere for that water to go. Uh, Those showers are expected to hang around all week, but thankfully there is a silver lining, a small one. This weather system isn't expected to last as long as the one earlier this month that caused so much devastation. And on your side of the border, Katrina, there are reports of some homes on the Gold Coast being flooded overnight and people sandbagging their properties. And a New South Wales man uh, travelling for his pet moving business died in Queensland along with five dogs after his car was swept away near Toowoomba. That brings the total death toll over the last six weeks to 14 from these flood disasters. Russia is accused of literally poisoning peace negotiations. The Wall Street Journal is reporting Russian oligarch and negotiator Roman Abramovich and Ukrainian peace negotiators have suffered symptoms of poisoning after a meeting in Ukraine's capital, Kyiv, earlier this month. Abramovich and at least two of the Ukrainian delegation developed symptoms that included red eyes, constant and painful tearing. Their symptoms have since improved. Yeah, what a crazy story. Ukraine's President Volodymyr Zelensky wasn't affected, even though he met with Abramovich. And further peace talks are expected to begin in Turkey later today. And regarding those negotiations, Zelensky, uh, the president, has indicated Ukraine is willing to discuss its neutral status in these face-to-face talks. It was the main point for the Russian Federation. This is why they started the war. Although he said Ukrainians would need to vote in a referendum before any neutral stance was adopted, the president has also suggested he could make compromises about the status of the eastern Donbass region, but he isn't willing to discuss demilitarisation. And the Prime Minister, Scott Morrison, has been ringing around Pacific nations to try and stop the Solomon Islands allowing a Chinese military base to be built on their territory. 
The PM was on the phone with Fiji and Papua New Guinea overnight. Our three countries were part of the Solomon Assistance Force mission to restore order after riots in the Solomon Islands last November. And Morrison is arguing that assistance demonstrates Honiara's treaty with China is not necessary. So this all comes after a draft security deal between Honiara and Beijing was leaked last week and it showed a plan that would see Chinese warships based on the Solomon Islands less than 2,000 kilometres off our coast. Um, This has also raised the the concern of the New Zealand Prime Minister, Jacinda Ardern. I'm deeply concerned by the developments that we're we're hearing and seeing in in the Pacific. Be interesting to see if there's any more foreign aid in the budget last night. That's Mm. been the argument for a long time, that if we don't spend enough money helping our neighbours, then China moves in and gets more influence in the area. And speaking of the budget, it is going to be unveiled tonight, setting the scene for the May election, where cost of living is going to be such a huge focus. Yeah, it's a tricky negotiation for the government. There's a lot of need, there's a lot of concern about the cost of living, but as Josh Frydenberg will argue, the era of crisis spending is over. In the latest leak, News Corp is reporting more than $11 billion will be slashed from the welfare bill over the next four years. It's because 701,000 fewer people are actually on welfare payments and 1.2 million more Australians are in work since the height of the pandemic. Yeah, and the Ukraine crisis has also pushed up the price of commodities that Australia exports as well. So there's an improvement in our bottom line. So there is actually a little bit of good news about how much money's coming in. It'll just be a question of what they want to spend it on. The LA police have confirmed that comedian Chris Rock will not be pressing charges against Will Smith for slapping him during yesterday's Oscars. Oh, wow! Will Smith just smacked the out of me. Keep my wife's name out your mouth! That was Will Smith's reaction to Chris Rock making that joke about uh, Will Smith's wife's shaved head. Jada, I love you. G.I. Jane 2, can't wait to see it. All right? Yeah, so Jada Pinkett Smith, in case you are unaware of the backstory here, has been diagnosed with alopecia. Now, that's an autoimmune disease which causes your hair to fall out. It's pretty distressing for anyone who has it. Uh, She posted a video about it last December saying she's really been struggling with it. And as part of that video, she said, look, I'm just going to shave my head and just be open about mm. this struggle. So it was a just a bizarre, shocking situation. I'm, I'm still not 100% sure whether it was staged or not. Um, especially oh, when really? I saw, well, especially when I saw the speech and how much Will Smith tied what had just happened into the part <sighs> he played portraying Venus and Serena's dad. Richard Williams in King Richard. Listen to this. I want to apologize to the Academy. I want to apologize to my, all my fellow nominees. Art imitates life. I look like the crazy father, just like they said. But love will make you do crazy things. It was just I almost, it was almost <laughs> too neat. And then the way he was applauded just seemed weird. It did seem so weird because it was just a gross display, I thought. Of, of violence. Just- 
toxic masculinity anyway. I also initially wondered whether it was staged, but I just think, A, Will Smith is a clever guy and knows how to spin things. B, I'm sure he's got a crack PR team who are possibly messaging him things of, here's what you add to your speech to make this better. However, he did not apologise to Chris Rock. Mm. Um, And unfortunately, it overshadowed some incredible things, including Will Smith's own Oscar win and also the win of Coda, which is a film about a deaf family. Uh, That won Best Picture. New Zealand filmmaker Jane Campion won Best Director Mm. for Power of the Dog. And an Aussie also got a look in. uh, Greg Fraser winning the Oscar for Best Cinematography for his work on Dune. Yeah, I was very surprised to see that Will Smith didn't seem to face any consequences for essentially assaulting someone that he was allowed to speak, be applauded, then go to the (sighs) after party. And then the Academy Award puts out a statement that says it does not condone any form of violence, but that was exactly what it just did. I think, though, the the consequences for Will Smith are going to be much longer term. He has had a pretty good image up until now as this all-round good guy. There's been so much jumping on Will Smith on social media. It's just tarnished his image. And I don't know, like, I think it might affect the kind of roles that he gets in the future, even though he has just one best actor. All right, in just a moment, the problems at Hillsong. Inappropriate text messages, drinking in hotel lobbies and then wandering around corridors after losing your room key, banging on a woman's door and blaming it on prescription meds. God, all this sounds like another NRL scandal, but this is allegedly the behaviour of Hillsong's most senior pastors. Including its founder, Brian Houston. So we've covered the problems at Hillsong a few times on The Briefing. We talked about Houston stepping aside temporarily. Uh, We've talked about Carl Lentz, the US pastor. But these latest revelations really take it to a whole new level. So the Friday before last, it emerged Brian Houston had been investigated for two incidents involving two separate women, one of them around a decade ago, one of them in 2019. Yeah, and we knew nothing about them until Friday the 18th of March. Hillsong had been trying to work through it privately, they say, and that first incident had been kept out of the media for a decade. Then, after it was made public, Houston was gone for good within five days. It's extraordinary that it stayed out of the media for for that long. So the journo who got the leak about this story is David Hardacre. He's an investigative journalist at Crikey. David, thanks so much for joining us. The day that the bombshell dropped about the Houston incidents, you published a story saying there was something strange going on at Hillsong. What gave you the impression something big was coming? I got information that a really key elder of the Hillsong Church has been around for decades, had been removed from his role and that he'd been removed from his role because he'd been expressing some concerns about moral transgressions in Hillsong. So that, you know, when you see those sort of movements and then I have uh, sources inside Hillsong telling me that there were uh, a couple of incidents involving the church, which uh, appeared to have been covered up over the years Mm. and it was now emerging. And I was also told that the discovery of these incidents, which had happened some time ago, actually, had caused a real break at the top of Hillsong, genuine tensions. Were you thinking it was Houston? I was. 
they're pretty incendiary allegations, of course, and so you know you've got to treat those carefully. What I did do was uh, approach the church for their comment to clarify who it involved and what it involved. I didn't hear anything back. The next thing I knew, Hillsong had uh, organised an extraordinary uh, all-staff meeting uh, for the very next day. Now, you've had uh, leaked details of that staff meeting where the head, the new head pastor, Phil Dooley, revealed that Pastor Brian Houston had been subject to investigation involving two alleged incidents of inappropriate behaviour towards women. I've read that transcript that was leaked to you. Give us a rundown of what was said in that meeting. So, as I say, it was Pastor Phil Dooley who had stepped in for uh, Brian Houston now to be kind of the, the, the biggest speaker, if you like, in the church. He was extraordinarily uh, emotional, of course. It was a very hard duty for him to tell all Hillsong's staff about these developments, which had been cooking in the background. The first relates to incidents in 2012 or 2013. Hillsong itself has been a little vague on exactly when this happened. Pastor Brian Houston, then the most powerful figure, of course, in Hillsong, had been engaged in uh, an exchange of texts with a female member of staff. And at one point, those texts became, uh, what we might say, inappropriate. Brian Houston had uh, sent uh, a message saying he would like to uh, kiss and and cuddle you right now, uh, was the message that uh, the young woman received. So she was uh, really uh, disconcerted by this, upset by it, and uh, took it to the church, and uh, she told them that she could not continue to be employed. She wanted to leave. The second incident occurred in uh, 2019 at a Hillsong conference in Sydney, Brian was with a group of Hillsong people who were drinking in the foyer at the end of the day at the hotel. And as the night wore on, and Phil Dooley noted that Brian at the time was taking anxiety medication. As the night wore on, uh, Brian went upstairs and uh, found himself apparently feeling disoriented due to the uh, mix of alcohol and, and uh, anxiety drugs. He then knocked on the door of a, of a woman who had been uh, on the periphery of that group downstairs drinking. He was then allowed in and uh, 40 minutes passed. According to the Hillsong internal investigation, Brian Houston said he had no memory of uh, sexual activity occurred. Pastor Dooley also told the meeting that the woman in question um, her account had been incoherent and she'd been drinking. So what happened in there was was unclear, but we know it wasn't good. These are the two incidents which um, counted as breaches of uh, Hillsong's code and mm. uh, led to Brian having to step aside. David, this raised so many more questions than it answered. I mean, it, mm. it felt like we got a very stage-managed version of these mm. incidents and the investigation. Mm-hmm. Obviously, mm-hmm. still they were having to be fairly honest, and this was a painful moment for Phil Dooley and the church, but the sort of quotation that the text message was, I'd like to kiss and cuddle you, words Mm -hmm. of that nature, I mean, Mm. that sounds fairly pasteurized. Mm. For him to say that in regards to the 2019 issue, that Mm. the truth is they don't know what happened, Um, Mm. even though Houston claimed there was no sexual activity, Mm -hmm. it sort of seemed Mm -hmm. to leave the door open that Houston may not have told the whole story. And then the other thing was, well, he stood down in January over his father's allegations and the charges he's defending, but are we now only getting the real story of why he stepped aside? 
Tom, I think those points you raise there are bang on, and we do have a, a, a you call it a pasteurised version. You might even call it a pasteurised version. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever happened was serious, serious enough for a young woman to resign from her job at Hillsong in 2012, and serious enough for an older woman, we presume, she wanted her conference fee returned uh, mm. that she'd paid for the Hillsong Conference, and she also wanted a donation returned that she had made. So to, she obviously uh, wasn't happy. I mean, the other question... Oh, very unhappy. Yeah. Very unhappy. The other thing that stood out was, well, they tried to work through this privately, but we only found mm. out about it when mm-hmm. you reported leaked mm-hmm. details. So were they still hoping this would stay private? I would say that is correct. But there's like 800 people at that staff meeting. Surely someone was going to say something. There is a culture within Hillsong of real belief in the church and real belief in the pastor and love and and almost a Christian obedience. Some things have happened over the years at Hillsong which have been very tightly held. What else is being worked through privately? I think it's a really important question. The 2012 incident was known to two people alone and Kept secret, let's look at that, for 10 years. Hillsong has a board and it has a group of elders. They've got 20 people, essentially, who are very senior rank that are running this now massive organisation who had not been made aware of either of those incidents for you know, now, you know, going back to 10 years. So it's this culture of secrecy that unravelled. Now, was there some assumption that it would remain secret? Uh, yeah, I think that's a reasonable assumption. Let's talk a little bit about that culture. And mm. we're, we're talking too about Carl Lentz, who is a celebrity Hillsong pastor who was sacked for having an affair. When you put that together with, you know, drinking in a hotel foyer, mixing sleeping tablets and anxiety medication, losing your hotel key, like it all just sounds like something an NRL footballer would do. <laughs> like, well, what, look, what the heck is happening? So true. And what Hillsong did do in, in 29 was appoint something called, well, which they called an integrity unit, which happens in the NRL. And you do think, well, what's gone wrong with this church, so-called, that it has to have a specialised group of people to keep it on the moral straight and narrow, and then ultimately, actually, it's most senior pastor. So, you know, it's right to ask that question. And Phil Dooley, the new senior pastor of Hillsong, has said there will be um, an independent inquiry into governance and processes that have been happening at the church. What about Scott Morrison's involvement? How damaging is this for him? I mean, he cited Brian Houston in his maiden speech in Parliament. He tried to get him on the guest list for that White House dinner in 2019. What do you make of the Prime Minister's comments about this controversy? Well, I think, you know, last week was uh, one of those moments for Scott Morrison where what has just transpired is that, as you say, this man, Brian Houston, who Morrison has name-checked in Morrison's 2008 maiden speech in Parliament, but more, I mean, for years they've had a very, very close association. Brian Houston has been, you know, alternatively Morrison's mentor, his guide. Only 12 months ago he stood on the stage of a Pentecostal conference in the Gold Coast and called Brian Houston out for the great man. He, he, you know, he said, I'm, I'm paying you honour here, Brian. So this is a really close association. Now, Scott Morrison last week essentially disowned the, the relationship. He said that, well, you know, it's 15 years since I've been in Hillsong Church. 
with the strong inference being that, well, he didn't have all that much to do with Brian Hurston these days, which is, you know, I mean, what word are we going to use to describe that? It's not being frank, is it? Well, and, I think um, Barnaby you know, Joyce it, described it as rearranging the truth into a lie. <laughs> rearranging the, yeah, I know. And, and, and in a lie that was almost immediately apparent because, like, you know, people were able to produce a photograph from two years, three years ago with Scott Morrison standing with Brian Houston on the stage at the Hillsong Conference praying. Scott Morrison also miraculously discovered that the victims mattered now mm. uh, because he's had trouble with that concept before, as we know. And, uh, you know, his second line was to say, well, you know, I'm now thinking of the victims and the church has done the right thing. So he said stuff which I think was aimed at saving his political skin in a very, very embarrassing situation. David, to quickly sum this all up, where do you think this goes from here? Is it A, they work through this and Hillsong continues to grow, B, it flatlines from here, or C, it starts to go into serious decline? I'm going to say C. I don't want to be held to it, but I, I think that the figure of Brian Houston is so vital. There is a betrayal. And I, uh, I, I think that um, the path is not necessarily up or sideways, but down. That was David Hardacre, investigative journalist at Crikey. Um, subscribe to Crikey if you want to support more reporting like this. Interesting he thinks this will be the demise of Hillsong. A lot of other people feel that it's bigger than Houston, or at least it was, and it was about the music and the way it made people mm. feel. They feel so uplifted when they go to these services. Um, so, yeah. so can it survive? Because there are other churches where you can get that same experience now. There are now. There are a lot of other copycat churches that have sprung up uh, in the wake of Hillsong. And I think it's the optics of this. And because the Hillsong name is so synonymous with the Houston family, and we, you know, we've got to remember these allegations at this stage, but it's that fallout of, and I know many people who feel quite sad about what's yeah. happened because they identify so closely with the pastor of their individual church and not so much with the Houston family. And it's that kind of embarrassment that they feel now, which is awful for them. Yeah, lots of faithful people who haven't been engaging in this kind of behaviour who would be really hurt by this. All right, tomorrow on The Briefing, we're talking about Shane Warne's huge, huge state funeral at the MCG. It just demonstrates how popular this man was. And we're going to dig into the cultural factors of why that is. Listener.